All right. Welcome back to Tabernate Talks. We are here for another week. Uh, it's Super Bowl Sunday. So uh, not that I care, but I, <laughs> but I uh, will be watching somewhat tonight because I'm looking to see uh, who's going to win. Um, you know, obviously I'm tired of the Chiefs, but uh, I don't like the 49ers either. So <laughs> it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, who pulls it out tonight. But I, I wanted to squeeze in an episode today with somebody who's really good um, you know, as we bring on people every week here, the majority of my guests have been realtors. Uh, the reason for that is the upcoming market is really going to be, I, I think, on fire as we're already starting to see. Agreed. And I think the, the younger guys like this that are coming up uh, newer in the business, uh, maybe a few years, uh, will really give us some tips here on what they're seeing, you know, and uh, their feedback. So I have Adam Wright, Hometown Realty, right? Yep. yep. Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh Good guy. Been in the business how long? So really, I guess back uh, five years, I used to work at National Integrity Title Agency. Right. I know it well. Yeah. My good Shout out to George Duffield. Yeah, George, yeah. George Duffield Sr. and Junior. And Junior. Junior yep. is one of my best friends. He got me into that uh, industry. Okay. Um, started off in order entry and kind of just worked my way around. Been a, was a processor, pre-closer, settlement officer. and You went through the whole company. Basically. And... Uh, <laughs> Interesting enough, I would always go out to the main lobby area and always see it filled with closings. We didn't have enough room for closings. Yeah, yeah. And um, and that was the old building. That was no new. Is one. it the new one? New okay. one. Okay. So they didn't have enough room, and you know, I would always say, yeah, everybody looks happy in there. Agents look like they're doing well. Yeah. If you've ever been to National Integrity's office in Marlton, or if you haven't been there, you need to go there. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, absolutely. The, the office is like. Something out of a out of a movie. Uh, it's beautiful. It's extremely beautiful, modern. Uh, you'll love it. Yeah, so, yeah. So I saw they were doing well and wanted to give it a try, and you know, kind of went full time into being an agent. Yep. And then uh, you know, it's funny when I uh, passed my tests, I remember scrolling through whatever just on social media, and I would see rumors about rates going up, and I was like, oh, that's funny. I guess right. they'll go up a little bit. Right. But- right. Who knew that they were going to You were like, why did I do this? (laughs) But it all worked out. Uh, Can I call the title company back and see if I can get my job back? Because I don't know why I'm a realtor. So so did you get in when the rates were two and three? Or did you get in right after that? I got in, I think when I passed the test, they were around, you know, four. And then, you know, a couple months later, Sooner or later, it was at six, and then okay. So you got in after it the was two climbing. And three. It was already climbing. It was already climbing. And four is a good rate. Yeah, so it was still decent. But then, yeah, but once when I got moving, it was around six, and then uh, you know, and then eventually, you know, right. seven, seven, eights, and eight. But now right. it's coming back down. Right, right. <laughs> see, guys like this have. I like that because they 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 didn't get to see the two and the threes, mm-hmm. so you didn't get skewed in in thinking that this is going to last forever. You know, I'm going to make money forever, and and I think that. The agents that got in when it was two and three, mm-hmm. not to put them down, but uh, in that market, it was a lot easier to get deals. Uh, you know, they were falling on our laps left and right as mortgage guys, too, with, with refinancing. Uh, but I think the people that got in after that didn't really have an idea of what that was. So getting in the market where it's four, five, and six really trains you to be a, a regular uh, realtor, right? Not a not a person who where the deals were falling out of the sky. Yeah, you got to kind of, you know, work for it and yeah. talk to as many homeowners as possible. And, you know, the people that you do get the opportunity to work with, you're grateful. And, you know, the people that you just come across and that are going to be ready down the road when rates come back down, you know, you'll be ready for them when that time comes. Yep, yep. So I took some stats before we get into Adam's okay. uh, 
background here and and what he thinks on this upcoming uh, spring market. Uh, you know, as we all know, um, you know, Super Bowl Sunday is the official kickoff of the spring market. Okay, mm-hmm. um, every year, uh, the, the minute that the Super Bowl's over, it's Monday tomorrow, and we're going to work. Right? There's a you don't look back. You know, you do your best uh, months in in February, March, April, May, June are the best months of the year in real estate, right? So right. so if you're not geared up and ready to go now, you'll never will be. You don't Absolutely. start real estate in September and say, oh, well, I had a bad year. No, you, you, you didn't start at the right time. Like February is the time to start after the Super Bowl. In in 2024, uh, the projected uh, origination volume is $1.94 trillion, right? Mm-hmm. In 2025, it's going to be $2.28 trillion. If you look at 2023, that's 40% more volume being done in 24 and 25 versus what we did in 23. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of business coming up that's going to be out there. And it's the guys that stayed in it that are going to make it, right? right. That have already made it. And now they're going to see this 40% increase in business coming, mm-hmm. you know, as we head into the spring market. And then the rates go down by the end of the year. And 2025, I think, is going to be a really good year. So, um, I brought Adam on because he's on the front line every day. He's dealing with buyers. He's doing uh, listings. He's both sides of the bridge. You know, he does PA in Jersey, uh, which I admire because I, I tell a lot of agents that they have to get be dual licensed. If you're not dual licensed, you're, you're leaving 50% of business that you could be getting. Absolutely. Right? Spring market's coming. What do you think here? Um, you know, because you've been through an, a spring market or two already, right? Yeah. Not more. Right? Yeah. So, so you know what it is. Right. Do you see a normal uh, situation where we maybe go back to a, you know, a volume driven spring market or, or are you still feeling a little blue thinking, I don't know what's going to happen here? Yeah, I won't pretend that I, I know what's going to happen. I, right. You know, it's a little bit on the unknown. Yep. You know, I think if rates continue to fall and you're going to see a lot of sellers out there that are in those two to three percent that just have to move, but are probably just holding out um, to get an interest rate that makes sense for them. And what rate is that? You know, I think fives would go a long way. Okay. You know, maybe, and you know, we're right. Where where are we at now? So right now we're a little bit higher, right? Yeah. So if you, if you want to follow the market, we were uh, in the low sixes, yeah, that's heading right. into the high fives over the last few weeks. Now, over the last week or two, these inflation reports haven't been helping us, mm-hmm. and with inflation not really going down and seeming like it's coming up a little bit here, we've had some issues with rates going back up. Okay. If you look at us on a 30-year fixed at a close of business on Friday, we were in the 675 range, 6625, which is about a half a point higher than we were two weeks ago. Yeah. You so know. it moves quick, which is why it's unpredictable. Right. right. Um, so if rates do come back down, um, you know, then you're going to see a little bit more inventory come up. It's going to be a lot of pent-up pent demand and uh, a lot of people that are going to be going to look for homes. Um, so I think... It really depends on the interest rates. Uh, but, you know, you're always going to be busy in the spring and summer markets. No matter what. Yeah. I even recommend, you know, to buyers, if you can, start looking as soon as you can, even in these slower markets. And if you can, you know, get an offer out now, if you can afford or to uh, do it now, you know, it's better because there's not as much competition. But once when the spring, summer market comes, you're going to be starting to see multiple offers. And, you know, the sellers, it's great. You get, you know. Right. A lot for your money. Where um, where do you see yourself attacking? Are you attacking Jersey? Are you attacking Philly? Are you attacking both at the same time? What's What do you think uh, is the smarter move for a, a dual licensed agent right now? 
Yeah, tech, tech where it makes sense. Um, you know, I particularly go for listings always. Um, yeah, try to reach out to, you right, know. Right, because that's your lifeline. Yep. Yeah, list the last is what they say. So look, reach out to for sale by owners, expireds, um, and just, you know, talk to them. Even talk to neighborhoods. If you're farming a neighborhood, you know, a lot of people send mailers out to particular neighborhoods. But, you know, I like to call them. But anywhere that really fits, you know, um, each neighborhood's different. Philly is a lot different than it was, is in, in right. New Jersey. I know that. But um, you've had you've had success in Philly. Yeah, I like like I me like, and Adam have closed a lot of business here in Philly. Yeah, you know, and that's not common with a New Jersey agent. No, well, you know? especially when you're. I live in Mount Laurel, so I'm 20 minutes away. That's what from I mean. The you're not even close. Yeah, I mean, you're really far. Anything, not far, but, but it's not like you go over the bridge and you're in Cherry Hill. You got a little bit of a ride. Exactly, but you got to, you know, I know a lot of people in Philly. Um, I know I have a lot of family that lives in PA. Um, and you know, you are leaving a lot of money on the table if you don't go get your PA license just because, you know, yeah, it's a 20 minute ride, but it is close at, at the end of the day where if you have a client that you're looking in Jersey and they're like, Hey, you know, let me go take a look at, uh, you know, what, you know, PA has to offer. You don't lose that client. You don't lose them. You don't have right. to, you know, it's not a referral fee out. you're getting. Exactly. You can easily just go across the bridge. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. See, people are afraid to drive, which, you know, I don't <laughs> well, you know. have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> or if people get a little lazy, right. you know, and they don't want to drive, you know, right. um, but you have to do that. Yeah. And particularly Philly, if you have a buyer that's looking in Philly, um, Philadelphia properties, they tend to sit on the market a little bit longer. Right. And, um, you know, if you have a buyer, once when you find the right home for them, it's very, it's a lot easier to get under contract. While in Jersey, in a particular town, you could be dealing with, you know, 10 other offers. But in Philly, there aren't that. That's not They're not that. And, you know, you got to really price correctly in Philly. If you price it correctly, you will be able to sell it. Are you getting just personal referrals in Philly? Is that how you're thinking you're getting your business over here or, uh, you know, word of mouth or what do you think? Uh, a little bit of everything, you know, referrals, buyers that I've been already working with in Jersey that, you know, just decided to come over here. Um, you know, I do most of work in, in New Jersey, but you know, it's just good to have both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Both sides for sure. If you didn't know, if you don't follow, um, you know, social media, this guy won the circle circle of excellence here, right? Congratulations! Thank you. That's not easy, right? Um, what 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 level was it? Is it is bronze? Bronze, which yeah. is great, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not every realtor wins that. I right. think it's a, only a certain group of guys that uh, hustle every day, do it inside and out, close deals, whether it be listings, buyers, Philly, Jersey, whatever they do. Mm-hmm. Um, also, is in the top five of his office every month. You know, I, you know, if you look at his social media and his office's social media with hometown uh ran by uh, bill siegel which is a, a mm-hmm. great guy himself been in the business a long time experienced absolutely uh, good leader yep um so he uh runs the office and he posts up every month what you know what the top five people in his office did or, or for or whatever it may be and, and adam is consecutively every month in that mix there mm-hmm. of, of top five if not top three right um what's the secret in, in the hardest market <laughs> that I, I talk to other realtors and they're looking for part-time jobs and they're getting out. And then I see guys like you doing circle of excellence and, and top five every month. What's going on? Well, you what know, do, what do you know that we don't, <laughs> <laughs> I have really good mentors just to start, you know, Tori Schroff is my team leader. I know Tori. Well, which Tori we did have on the show, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, awesome guy. 
he's been excellent with me. You know, whenever I call him, he always answers to help out. Um, Bill Siegel's an excellent broker. You know, we always talk and you know, discuss things and, you know, a bunch of agents at hometown. Um, one thing that Bill actually stuck with me is, you know, every new year, he kind of always hammers in, like, focus on, you know, one to two to three things and just focus in on that. And for me, that's, you know, <laughs> you know, it's not at what everyone likes, but it's cold calling. Um, sometimes it's, you know, not the most fun thing to do, right. but you got to not glamorous. You got to show up every day. And, you know, honestly, it's just you got to put in the time and know that, you know, a lot of the times it's not going to go anywhere. But, you know, it's worth it. Do when you, one do you to think two weeks there's a lot through. of agents that feel that they're above cold calling? Like, are they saying, you know, I'm too good for this? I uh, it's embarrassing. Yeah. What's the feedback there? And, and why is it so for people like you easy to do? Well, I guess it's to each their own. Um, there's, there's agents out there that are very successful and they don't, they've, they don't cold call at all. Um, you know, whatever they do, whether it's farming neighborhoods, sending out mailers, uh, or just being really good at what they individually do for me, it's cold calling. And, you know, I think it's how many cold calls a day do you think you do, you know, on the low end, if I'm running around, it's 50 to on, if I don't have that busy of a day, it's a hundred or a hundred cold calls a day. Yeah. Well, it's not, it, you're doing a variety. You okay. can, you can pick up a lot of calls doing, you know, obviously there's for sale by owners and expired. So those are the low hanging fruit where a lot of agents are, are calling oh, cool, out. Cool. Right. I, so are they hanging up on you or they're just not even picking up? They, you know, the for sale by owners are usually saying you're the 10th agent that called me today. Right. Um, so you got to kind of try to win hear. them over that way. Right, um, right. um, but you know, a lot of times, yeah, you'll get hung up on, you'll get cursed out at, and you just got to laugh at it. You really right, you can't. keep moving. Yeah, you keep moving. Um, and then, you know, there's other things that you can do if you have a listing. Like I had one in Bordentown. So I just, you know, pulled up all the numbers in that neighborhood and said, hey, we just sold this house uh, right around you. You know, we have a ton of more buyers that are looking. Do you or know anyone that is looking to, you know, sell their home? Right, right. And, you know, you can. You need You need thick skin. Right. Yeah, I you, so. you need it. Yeah. You need, you know, yeah. I mean, listen, if people are hanging up on you and they're, they're not uh, receptive or they're cursing you out, as you say, or they don't call me again or do whatever, you know, you got to keep going. Yeah. You can't take it personal. Right. And I think that's the problem with a lot of realtors and loan officers that cold call. Mm-hmm. They take it personal and then they never want to do it again. You can't. Yeah. You got to, you got to be able to really laugh at it. Um, I have another friend that's, you know, in the sales industry. He's, he, uh, you know, he works at a uh, hall of fame realty. If you know, um, I've heard the name, I don't yeah. know them. He, uh, but he's great. And, you know, we always share back and forth, like, uh, you know, times when people have cold been cold. rude and, and right, stuff right. and we just laugh about it. And then, you know, the next day you'll get on, you'll have a great day and you'll, you'll get a listing out of it. So it's well worth, you know, the cur- people that curse at you. Right. Cause if you get it, <laughs> if you get somebody the next day who gets it, forget about that person. Exactly. Right. It's yeah. not like you, you'll go home and cry about that. You, whatever. Right. You go to the next day, like nothing ever happened. Exactly. Yep. So you think you've gotten a lot of deals actually out of cold calling? Yeah. Well, I would say a majority, you know, um, it, it, it really has worked out for me um, where, you know, when I was coming into the business, there was this guy I would watch on YouTube. Um, and I still watch him this day. His name is Ricky Caruth, uh, who made it million, being a millionaire agent by being a cold caller. Uh, and, you know, he says, whether whatever market you're in, whether it's up or down, there's still going to be closings every single day. Sure. And it's up to you whether you're going to be a part of them. It's true. Um, so there's always business. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, 
as long as you stick with it and you're consistent with it and you do it, you know, every day, every other day, but make sure you're doing it. Right. And you, you know, it might take some time, but you just got to, you know, weather the storm and, you know, it'll come around. You'll yeah. go through cold streaks too. And you just got to keep going. Yeah. And I mean, like, let's, let's talk about a culture. Cause I think a lot of 2023 was a cold streak for everybody. Right. right? Um, you know, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of there were scared people, you know, in this industry mm-hmm. uh, that did, didn't think that they were going to make their bills or, you know, were really having a tough time with commissions. Yeah. Uh, and remember, in the real estate industry, uh, we're all 100% commission, mm-hmm. right? So if we don't close, we don't get paid. Nothing. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's feast or famine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is true. So, um, you know, what, what do you think as a new loan, uh, not a loan officer, a realtor getting in, how much, you know, cushion should you have in your bank account to withstand uh, a market that that's like that? Like, a, let's say I wanted to get in now. Would you say to me that you need at least six months of of expenses of bills being in your bank account a year? Or, you know, how long is it going to take me really to to get going? And how long am I going to have to live off my own savings? Yeah, I mean, that's what Tori told me. He said at least have you know six months of expenses coming in. Yeah, um, I didn't. I kind of just went right into it and, you know, just treated it like a normal nine to five and it came around quickly. I mean, and that makes you hungrier. Yeah. So yeah, if you're backed up against the corner, you want to, you, you, know, you, you produce, you want to go. Right. Um, so, you know, it's each your own, you know, having a part-time job is great during the meantime, if you can do that, um, just to get some kind of income. Um, there's ways to also get, you know, quick paydays as well, which is, which was great. My first year was working with a lot of renters. You know, you can, you know, be able to help them and, you know, get half of the, you know, rent, right, the monthly right, rent. Right. And it's a little bit of money coming in. Though. Yeah. And it keeps you afloat. It keeps you, keeps you going. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, saving money. Yeah. Obviously, if you can have a little bit in your bank account, that, that, that will go a long yeah. way for sure. But listen, if you don't have any in your bank account, <laughs> coming out like Rocky. Yeah. Right. Come out. Coming out hungry. You're coming out for blood, right? right? Because you got nothing to fall back on. Exactly. You know, that's where I came from when I started in this business. I didn't have any, we never even talked about that. Like (laughs) you just, you know, you became a loan officer overnight. Like you were, you you didn't even know how you became a loan officer. You just all of a sudden was a loan officer and uh, they threw you out to to get deals and you you didn't have any uh, savings or anything. You just, you attacked. Right. And, And it gave you that hunger constant because you knew that you had nothing to fall back on. You needed to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. The, the hungry dog runs faster, I guess what they say. Right. 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 <laughs> what the Eagles say. At Except least. for the Eagles, <laughs> you know, which, which, you know, we don't want to talk about that. Though. I thought we were going to talk. About I know it. we won't talk about it. <laughs> it's a sure subject, especially today. Right? Yeah. You know, One year ago. One year ago, we would not be sitting here doing this. Yeah. I probably would be drunk somewhere. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> On a two day binge, you know, just waiting for tonight to begin. So, Absolutely. But we're, we're one year later. Anyway. Um, so you, he's on Tory's team. How important is it? Uh, do you think a, a guy like you needs to be on a team? Um, you know, is it is it crucial that I go to a team? As a new agent that's you know new to the you know somewhat new to the industry, I, you know, I can't speak to every team. I can only speak to what Tory brings me, and you know that's constant communication. I guess if you're a new agent and you're looking to join a team, you know, talk to a few people. Um, for me, I think it's great that I'm on Tory's team because it's. Not there's a couple of us, but it's not a huge, you know, no. twenty person team right, or right. anything. He keeps it he keeps it tight. Exactly, which is great. And I think it works well for us. And you know, I'm able, like I said, call him anytime he'll answer. If you're on a big team, you know, I don't know. 
you might not get the level of service. Uh, individual, you know, communication. So I think it's, yeah, especially important. One, they'll help you to. And you know, do you think being at a company like Hometown, like with a smaller name, is easier for you to maneuver and easier for you to get uh, clients versus being with these big names like KW and Berkshire and all that? Yeah, I think, you know, I think the big names like Remax, you have Keller Williams, everything like that. I don't think it really matters. I think it's about the individual agent themselves and how you work with them and or with your clients and everything like that. So, you know, yeah, it, change yeah. in the hometown was, you know, no issue at all. Right. You know, business as usual. This is a strong agent, right? This is a strong person that doesn't need the name. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of things, uh, people out there, I need the, uh, the big name. Right. Right. Or because if, I, if they don't see that I'm with a big name, then they don't want to talk to me. Yeah. You know, they won't get me in the door. But that's not true. Never had that issue, no. Right. No, it was more of just, you know, if you work hard for people, they'll they'll respect that and they'll stick with you. And, you know, that's all, all that matters. It's, you know, the big names, I don't really know how far it goes. I'm going to tell you how far it goes. Not very far. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because I've been there and done that. You know, in, in my past, I've worked for Wells Fargo. Mm-hmm. You know, which is, you know, yeah. um, I worked for Countrywide, uh, which was the biggest of all time with Bank of America. Um, they were the big names. And I thought I needed that. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought no one would talk to me because if I wasn't with Wells Fargo or Bank of America or somebody big name, that, that it wouldn't get me in the door with realtors like yourself or clients, big, big ticket clients and things yeah. like that. Guess what? I've been with Green Tree for eight years now. Probably the best move I ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, a smaller name, but really good company. Yeah. You know, reputation's awesome. Uh, and they move quicker, right? Yeah, absolutely. And they move leaner, and they're not this big corporate conglomerate. No, I know. And I think it makes it easier. And we've, you know, recently we were talking, um, we had a client that went through Wells Fargo, and they gave a really false pre-approval letter. And, you know, it was I know it, it was well. that. And then, you know, I brought them there to you, and it was just like, yeah, it just wasn't, uh, you know, Wells Fargo just doesn't communicate like a local lender, like right. Green Tree does. Right, for sure. right. And uh, with you being local... It helps big time. And, yeah. and then it's the strength of the person. Right. You know, it didn't matter. I, once I started saying I was Green Tree, they didn't care what I, who I was with. Right. They just wanted to make sure I did my job. I could close. I could communicate with guys like you and, and get people to the table. Yeah. Really, that's sure. what it's about. Definitely. You know? so, um, so that's big. What about these bidding wars? They're going to come back. Mm-hmm. As you know, your 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 favorite. Yeah, right. You know, me, and, me and Adam have been on the phone many times. You know, you got to bump the pre approval up. You know, how high can these people go? You think you could squeeze out another fifteen grand? Come on, let's wave the appraisal. What, what do exactly. you mean we can't close in nine days? What's going on? You know? Right, <laughs> right. So this is all coming back. It will I hate be to say it, it will be here on our doorstep. Like I said, Super Bowl Sunday. Talk to me in another month or two from now. It's going to be back. Absolutely. Um, how do we win now? How do you win that bidding war now? It's, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely, it can be difficult, but there are ways, you know, you can certainly, you know, win an offer. Um, multiple things, being a little bit uh, flexible with your contingencies. Yep. You know, I, you know, I still recommend everybody to get an inspection always. I would never recommend anyone just to waive an inspection and not know what you're buying. Um, but Which you is know, great. Yeah, it, it's just too much of a risk. Um, yeah, it's, it's, your, it's your name, it's your reputation. Exactly. It could be your license. But you can say, you know, inspection for informational purposes only, um, but, or in the event of a major structural issue or major damages to probably property, you know, buyer has the, the right to um, Are you telling and, people to go high right off the bat? Like if the house is 230, let's say, are you saying, listen, 
we got to go 275 right off the bat. No, uh, you know, it, it really depends on each house. If you're, you know, the agents will be able to see how much foot traffic is going through the door. So I'll be able to tell you right away, like, hey, you might have to be a little bit competitive. But it doesn't always mean you have to, you know, go way high and spend out the door. You know, a great thing is uh, an escalation clause. You know, I've won a couple of deals doing that um, where, you know, you put in where you want to be at the start. And basically, I always recommend clients like, hey, it's going to be competitive. What's a number that you would want to top out at? And basically, you know, if the house is 250, you go in at 255, but an escalation clause up to 280. You know, anything in between that, you know, as long as the agent communicates with their seller, you can leapfrog over the Everybody. next ISR. Right, right. Automatically. Automatically up to whatever you're comfortable with. Right, right. Which is, you know, you know, which is huge. Not everyone does that. On the listing side, you know, there's been agents that have done it and they usually win the offer. And the agents that don't. You know, it's just, you know, you're leaving yourself out to hang dry. For you sure. should do it on pretty much every deal then if you're really trying to win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're really in love with the home and you want to get it, you know, I would say it protects yourself, but it also, you know, keeps you competitive for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. So, you know, just get ready for that. It's going to make sure you're ready, for, you know, when before you get into the market, get pre-approved local lender like we were just talking about. Yeah. You know, start I, now. Stay away from the big banks. Yep. Yep. Start now and get all your tax paperwork in in order. And yep. You know, as you're talking, I wanted to pull up a, a post that I had posted yesterday, uh, which is really my my three. And you know, if you go on uh, my uh, Tabernacle Group uh, Facebook page, I posted it on there too. So if you want to show it to your clients, you can. But I I think it's a really big one. Um, you know, it, number one thing, of course, rates have significantly come down since the fourth quarter, mm -hmm. right? So that's tip number one as we head into the spring market here. And in the bidding wars, rates are definitely lower than the 8% range that we yeah. saw. Uh, number two, if you want to buy in the spring and close in the spring, you got to start in February, mm -hmm. right? You should have started in January probably. Yeah. And beat out everybody because right. it's going to get crazy next month. And number three, which is the big one, um, you know, you can use your tax return or tax refund uh, towards your down payment and closing costs on, on a home. Okay. A lot of people don't know that they're like, Oh, well I'm getting $10,000 back uh, from a tax refund. Remember it's tax time right now, mm -hmm. right? As we head into the spring, you know, you're going to get your refund by the end of February, March, whatever it may be. And it could be significant. Like I see a lot of these people getting, you know, 10, 15, $20,000 refunds. I don't know how, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like uh, I got to find out what, who their accountant is because there's right. something's wrong there. But anyway, I don't care because I like that they're getting 10 or 15 grand back because you can use that money towards your closing costs and down payment, which yeah. is big. Absolutely. You know, so, so I think uh, if you get that out there right now, get your tax refund ready. Start your pre-approval process right now. Get with Adam then, mm -hmm. and you know, let's start finding out what's out there. Which leads me to the inventory. Yeah, um, is is that gonna? Um, you know, do you see that coming a little bit or coming back? Yeah, it's definitely the the thing that's you know making the market a little bit difficult is inventory being so low. Yeah, um, it really depends on uh, you know when the sellers feel that they're ready to make a move, and you know it. it it's case by case, but I think it really drives off the interest rate. And when you, when you zone into it, let's say Mount Laurel, right? Yeah. So if you look up right now, let's say as of today, mm -hmm. is it only like a couple houses that are actually on the market? Like I've seen some brutal Facebook messages from realtors saying there's only three houses in the whole zip code. <laughs> is that be, true? I mean, it, it, it depends on the price range you're looking in. It can certainly be true. Um, but 
you know, I think it's just. What is the price range that's the hardest that you think right now? Definitely probably around the first time home buyer range, like between like 200, maybe up to 350. Two to 350. Okay. The problem we're having like right now is, you know, one, there's multiple offers right now in February on the property. Everyone's trying to get in. And then you know, there's not, the quality isn't there for that price range right now. I think it will get better. As far um, as the house itself. Yeah. Just because it's, you know, we're, we're in the winter, so it's low inventory already. Um, and then, yeah, just the quality of the house hasn't been the best. But I see that. I think it will get better as we move towards, you know, as inventory comes up when uh, yeah. the spring and summer comes. So, you know, I used to say to the, those buyers, just be patient. You know, still, let's go see homes. You know, you never know when the next house is yours and is the right one for you. Um, and just be patient. You know, the, these home inspections are have been killing a lot of my deals. <laughs> I mean, as loan officers out there, I know you feel my pain. Right. Right. It hurts. Mm -hmm. And realtors, it hurts too, because you guys don't close it either. Mm -hmm. And you put a lot of time into these clients, shopping them around at 16 different houses. And then we get the one under contract. They're going to close in 30 days. The buyer's winner already got the commitment letter from Maine. They're they're ready to go. And then the inspection kills the deal. Mm -hmm. What is going on? Why are all these inspections killing all (laughs) these deals? I understand you got to get it. Right. right, because you want to know yeah. what's going on, but then the seller's not willing to negotiate on any of these deals, yeah. and I'm hammering the the agents because I'm like, you know, can we negotiate this? Like, what's wrong with the property? Right, and I'm the loan officer, and I really don't. I'm not the one buying the house. Yeah, you know, but I'm still saying like, why can't this be worked out? Why not? And usually, an agent will say to me, the sellers they don't either either don't have a strong listing agent, right, that's helping to work it out. Yeah, right, they're not communicating with their seller properly. What needs to be done? What needs to be done? And then the seller's being stone cold saying, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I mean, there's there's multiple things that are going into that. Um, you know, on the seller's point of view, the seller needs to know once when that, you know, inspection report comes up and there's some serious issues, you know, you can absolutely go back to market, but now you have to disclose all those issues. Right, so to, the next person's going to find out. The next person's going to find out right away um, why that deal didn't close. Um, and, you know. On and the, does that next person usually not care and just say, I'm going to do the deal anyway? Depends how, how bad they want need a house. So a lot of times, yeah. Um, but, you know, on the buyer side, you know, when you're walking through the property originally, you know, what I like to try to do is just try to find any red flags I can, you know, check the HVAC system, um, you know, check to see the basement, if there's any previous water stains or anything like that. Mold, Mold things like that. Every, yeah. Anything that you can see. Now, you're not an inspector and, you know, I, the inspector checks every component of the house. Right. But if you can get through... And see, just try to do a quick glance and, you know, have an idea. And then you can, you know, educate your buyers like, hey, I would just look out for this. That way they're not blindsided when the inspection does come. Right, right. Um, that it might be an issue. And and listen, out there, you know, buyers listening to this right now, you know, you can get a credit towards yeah. your closing costs mm-hmm. from the seller. No, you can't get a credit directly to fix the repairs you know, on the closing sheet, but the seller can give you money just towards your closing costs to reduce the amount of money that you need for closing. Mm-hmm. At that time, you use that extra money that they reduced your amount of money for closing and you use it to, to fix the house up. Yeah. Seller credits are huge. Right. I mean, they, yeah, it saves you a lot of money out of pocket. Right. Um, even if you can negotiate a deal before even doing the inspections, you can get a seller credit. I always think that's the better way to go rather than Hey, instead of offering three fifty, let's offer three forty. No, yeah. go three fifty, get a ten thousand dollars seller credit. Right. What is that? At the end of the day, on your mortgage, how much are you saving? Ten thousand dollars is what? Forty 
well, a thousand dollars is is six dollars a month, so so it's sixty bucks a month. Yeah, when you can save ten thousand out of your pocket yeah. and then use that money elsewhere. But yeah, negotiate. You know, if you have an inspection, there's some repairs that need to be done. You know, getting a seller credit goes a long way, and and then sellers just need to know that. You know, like I said earlier, if that now it's a finding. Now everybody knows, and if you want to really go back to market and test your luck, you can. But right. It's you know, not worth it. It's not worth it. You have the deal right now. Right. Let's just get to the closing table and, right. and close in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I, I really had a cool listing agent this week where the buyer was uh, at, was short on money to close and the home had appraised for more to begin with. Mm-hmm. So the listing agent had to allow us to build the seller credit into the purchase price because it appraised for more. Right. And then that money would go back towards the buyer to help with their closing costs. That's great. You got to be creative. Yeah. Right. You got to, you got to think of every Avenue. If you, if you have a buyer out there who's saying, listen, I'm sure three or $4,000 or $5,000 to close and the house appraises for $10,000 more than an appraised for, you can work a seller credit into the purchase price. Mm-hmm. It is allowed. You know, you do an addendum, you say, we're going to give them $5,000 back towards closing costs. No, you're not really giving them anything because it's being built into the purchase price, but still helps the buyer with the money that they need for closing. Yeah. That's yeah, a big it's huge. one. Definitely you know? is. You know, Definitely. so, and a lot of stuff is appraising higher. Yeah. You know, because the market's so good. Yeah. I haven't had really any issues on appraisals at all. Right. Which is great. Yeah. You know. Well, dealing with me is not allowed to. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> then I get a call from either Tory or Bill saying, you know, what the hell is going on over there? Why, why is this thing coming in low? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we got to fix it. That's you know? fine. So, yeah. I never had an issue with, no, with appraisals. With you. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, common pitfalls for a new agent getting in. Mm. You know, I know you saw them. You yeah. Know, what 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 should uh, you avoid? I think, um, you know, I think you should, you know, have your mentors and, you know, not hone in on what one person's saying, but take a little bit from everybody. Um, get a little bit of advice from, you know, your team leader, if you have one, your broker, and then other agents, if you're just talking to them on the phone about a particular deal and you see that they're a seasoned vet, I would always ask like, hey, well, you know, if they're willing to tell me, What's, you know, what do you do? And, right. you know, take a little bit of everything and think, oh, that might work for me down the road or it might work for me now. Um, the other big one is be careful what you spend your money on for lead generation. Right. I think it's good to have one thing, you know, we, you know, realtor.com is, you know, okay. Something to go. Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, don't put all your money because it, it can get expensive quick and you might think you might get a big return out of it. And it doesn't always work that way. Um, it takes a while. It takes a while, and you got to really work the lead. Right, um, which, which a lot of people don't. Yeah, so if you're a new agent and you don't have a lot of cash in the bank right now, you know, it, I recommend getting something, but, you know, just be careful in what you choose and not to push all your chips at once. Right. And, yeah. And do open houses, I guess, right? Open I mean, houses are great, yeah. That's where the leads are. Yeah, yeah. got a few buyers from doing open houses, and, you know, you can either get them – under contract on that house or you know you can go shop them around for other homes um so open houses that's free just call you know top producer in your office and say hey i said your your yeah and they'll love they'll love that they don't they don't necessarily want to do that and then a lot of these people come into these open houses and they're not uh they don't have a realtor right they don't have a realtor they might just be looking starting the process and you know you get them get the ball rolling and you stay in contact with them so doing open houses is very, um, you know, Red X is not that expensive. I think it's quarterly, uh, not a big amount, and you can get unlimited amount of numbers from that. And, um, you know, 
I would just say it's just be prepared to work every day and, you know, treat it like any other what, job. You mean you got to work? Is that you you got to work. Yeah. You got, you know, like just like anybody you mean else. I, I can't sit home and, uh, you know, <laughs> no. put the, you know, put the news on at 9 a.m., get my cup of coffee and then start working around 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock and then maybe go to lunch. <laughs> Um, right? And that's this is what happens. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's yeah. unfortunate you can't you can't do that, but you got to treat it like you know. It's a job, like a job, and you know you also got to be prepared to work on Saturdays, work on Sundays, and you know seven o'clock at night on the weekdays. You know, you got to be you're on call. Yeah, essentially, the, the most successful agents and loan officers work weekends. Yeah, exactly. That is not a secret. Yeah, no, not at all. Most of my deals are done on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So that's a that's a big one. That's when most people are off. So you're off when you're you're on when people are off, essentially. Yeah. That's yeah, you know yeah. the name of the job. And when you love it, you know, it's not a well, big deal. Well, it's not deal. a job anymore. Yeah. Because you, you just like what you do. Yeah. Yeah. When you're helping people, it's all worth it when you get to the closing table, especially on the buyer side. You can see them, you know, get their reward sure. at the end of the sure. And, you know, that's what it's all about. How about how does a, an agent like you stand out in, in a market saturated with agents right now? that are, you know, you get a lot of big dogs too in the yeah. industry, right? Mm-hmm. It's tough for guys that sometimes haven't been in the industry for a long time. I even have that problem and I've been in the business 25 years and there's still guys that are better than me, obviously, because I'm not the best um, I, that, I, that I admire and that I, you know, that I wish I could even be like, because um, I know they do more volume than me and they have a bigger market share than me, even though I try to market as much as I can and do what I can to get my name out there, I'm still being beat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, how did, how would you say you stand out then to try to, you know, is it, you're saying don't dump too much money into, into lead generation, which is fine, but should I dump money just into brand and marketing? You know, I would say know that the big dogs are always going to eat first. That's just what it's always going to be, especially when you're new. Um, and you got to find your way, uh, like if you know, a big dog has a big neighborhood, even bother. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've, you know, in cold calling neighborhoods, it's all it's all for anybody else. So, you know, you're going to run into the issue of another agent having, you know, already a rapport with everybody, but you never know where one slips through the crack and and that's all yours. Um, so just know that, you know, just focus on yourself, you know, yep. try to stay off, you know, a social media as much as possible because, you know, at the end of the day, that's just a highlight reel. I know um, that. You know, yeah. you know, I post about, you know, successful clients that have been doing it, but, you know, trust me, they're – there's things behind the closed doors where it can be difficult and, you know, stressful they never show times. You that. They'll never show you that. So no one never sees the stress yeah. of really what goes on. So they, they just see them at the closing table. Exactly. That's it. You know, just know that, you know, everybody has their highlight reel on social media. Try to, you know, stay calm when it's, when it's really low, when times are low, you know, stay even keel. And then when times are really high, stay even keel. Cause everything runs in a wave in this industry. Um, and yeah, just, you know, I guess, and you've learned that the hard way. Yeah, that everything runs in a wave in this industry. Yeah, you learn it. You you learn there's cold streaks and there's hot streaks, and you just gotta you know not be too high on the highs and too low on the lows, um, and you know just compete with yourself. Like this year, I was bronze circle of excellence. It's awesome. I'm, I'm going for silver next year or more. Um, that's just my goal, and you know. Do you think, do you believe in the people that say you got to post every day, twice a day and all that stuff on Instagram and Facebook and all that in order to build your brand or is it even worth it in your eyes? I mean, you know, for some people it works. Yeah. I think I could be a lot better on, on social media, to be honest. Um, there's ways you can do it. I think, you know, I think it goes a long way when you, something I lack, I don't, 
post a lot of personal things that I do. Right. Um, and people want to see that human sure characteristic, not right, just right. all about business. And right. Something I want to get better at. It's just, you know, I'm not the most comfortable with, you know, posting personal stuff. But right, right. there's ways you can do it where, like, on Instagram, a great thing is the uh, stories. You know, I like to put on there, yep. stare for 24 hours, sports stuff, you know, real estate stuff or yep. stuff I'm just interested guys, in. Guys, if you haven't seen Adam's social media, he has some high-profile clients that he's done. <laughs> I mean, he's uh, – you know, it's not your normal client here. Like he's he's done uh, Eagles players, he's done Phillies players. I'm not I'm not joking. Go on yeah. social media. That's a that's a niche there. Yeah. You know <laughs> that, that you have that I commend you because you. I know that getting the the sports uh, guys are not easy. No. Are you are you just marketing to them maybe, or is it is it just a you know just your your dashing personality that's getting these <laughs> that's getting these guys to go with you? Like what is it? You know. Well. In the in the sports world, there's a ton of competition. So I, we know that, and usually they have agents and stuff that tell sports them agents. Yeah, so I can't give all the well, tips and not, tricks. We don't that. want you to. Yeah. We don't want you to. Right? But the um, I guess the thing is, once when you get that contact, which which is the hardest part, is just really work hard for them. Um, because in, in the instances I had, you know, I had a player that got traded to the team. And I knew the whole time he was living in a hotel right across the street. And, and I, were both of these deals that you did for the sports players in Philly? Yeah, they were all yeah. in Philly, right? In Philly, they were yeah. buying houses in Philly. They, so in these two instances, they were uh, seasonal rentals. Okay. So one in Philly and then one in Jersey. Okay. Um, and, you know, you, just because they were there oh, for short term. You don't ever know. Right. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, you just got to work hard for them, you know, show them that you care. Always be on top of it. You know, you got to create your own inventory in that market because, you know, they're looking, you know, what fits for them is usually something that's a rental a month is 10000 or more. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's not a lot of places out there like that. So, you know, with one— what, Does that open up a big referral source for you then, you think? Um, yeah. Doing that to those type of high-profile people or— Definitely, because I've made contacts on the way. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I have a really good uh, rapport with one of the player's agents. And okay. I know that, you know— there's a good shot whenever someone gets traded that there is in their network over here that I'll be working with them. Yeah. Um, you know, and just stay in contact, always be helpful. You know, one of the players went down to, to Baltimore. So I, you know, reached out and, you know, tried to find an agent and help them down there. Nothing that I was getting in return, right, but right. just, you know, keeping keep, them, keep the rapport with them yeah, just absolutely. in case. Cause you never know, never know. And you just want to be as helpful as possible. You know, I, and I really, Feel for those players that just get their lives, you know, picked up and and dropped in Philly, and you know you gotta, you know, know that their families, their life is flipped upside down. So you gotta get them something as quick as possible and make it as seamless as possible. Right, right. Yeah. yeah when I when I saw the one of the Eagles players, which I'm never gonna name names here, but when I saw <laughs> one of the Eagles players, I said I gotta get that mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but then when you say seasonal rentals, yeah, that, that, yeah was... I'm out of the picture. I don't, I don't do rentals, unfortunately. But yeah. one of them buy, one of them buys. You know, sure. I'll always never know. Down call. the road, you never know. <laughs> down the road, um, absolutely. But that's awesome. Check his social media out. He does have some good stuff on there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of clients that he did, a lot of first time buyers, which is a niche in your market that you do. Yeah. Uh, because he's young, so he gets that 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 fresh stuff right off the coming out of college and things like that uh young professionals and mm -hmm. um so that it makes it easier for you to to do that so definitely check that out before we go today i want to have a, a a tip that i ran into this week about pmi um because i, I want to get this out to everybody pmi is big right now mm -hmm. you know a lot of people don't have the 20 percent to put down 
and you don't need 20% to put down to get out of PMI. You know, there, there is a, a way that I see a lot of people doing it right now where they're paying a one-time fee of closing to pay the PMI off. Um, you know, so, you know, the fee may, it, the fee depends on how much you put down mm-hmm. and what your credit scores are. But if your credit scores are good and let's say you're putting uh, 10% down, you know, we would, we would price it through a, a specific PMI system and the system would tell us, um, you know, what that one-time fee is. It could be $2,000. It could be $5,000. It depends on the size of the loan and, and again, what you're putting down and things like that. But you're, you're basically paying it off for the life of the loan then. So you never yeah. have to worry about it paying monthly. You never have to worry about waiting to get to 20% equity to get rid of it. It's gone at the closing. Mm-hmm. The beauty of it is you can negotiate that into a seller credit, right? Okay. And have the sellers pay that one-time fee at closing for you. If you're not getting a, a seller concession, you get the seller credit towards the one-time fee for the PMI, and then you have no PMI paid by the seller. Wow. Another way to do it is that your lender could give you a lender credit. Mm-hmm. You know, Green Tree could negotiate something where, you know, we either give you uh, maybe a higher interest rate a little bit or, or it make it where, you know, we would come in and give it a nice portion of a lender credit towards that that one-time fee and it's paid by your lender. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't, because uh, I've had a lot of people this week, it seems like it's getting busy and they're coming out and they don't have 20% to put down and they don't want to pay PMI. If you have a good loan officer and you know, and they know their stuff and they know the guidelines, especially with this one-time fee stuff, ask them about it because it could help. And, and the seller credit is big. Yeah. You know, quick question on that is with the PMI, is it with FHA as well? Or FHA, it's conventional. Okay. It's conventional. Con- FHA, you got to pay P- PMI no matter what. To the end. To the end. Yeah. It's for the life of the loan. But conventionally, you know, conventional is save a lot too. Right. It's a huge savings. How much is a PMI a month? Like over a Well, it enough? depends on the loan amount. Mm-hmm. how much you're putting down, and your credit score. Yeah. So there's a lot of factors that go into what it's going to be monthly. Gotcha. Now, it could be that it's 200 bucks a month, but the one-time fee is only $2,000. Well, you would want to pay the one-time fee to pay it off for the life of the loan. You wouldn't want to pay the $200 a month, right? Yeah. So you're not paying $200 a month anymore, and you pay $2,000 at closing, you no longer have PMI. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. It, absolutely. You know, and, and it can be negotiated, so uh, that's a big one there. Any final tips you want to leave us? Anything that uh, you think uh, as we head into this craziness? Because I don't even know if I'll be able to talk to you once it gets crazy. I'll, you know, we'll be, uh, we'll be going nuts on the phone. We, we text then. It seems like yeah. most of the realtors, that it, which is just, it's this all day. There, there's no longer. We talk on the phone and, and it's wintertime and we have all the time in the world to hang out. It's like 100 miles an hour. Right. You know? No, I uh, guess the final tips, um, you know, more, you know, the seasonal agents, they already know this, but the new agents is just find your niche, whatever that is, you know, whether it's cold calling, mailers, um, door knocking, and just stay consist- consistent at it. Um, you know, do it, do it every day, really. Um, and, you know, just work hard. Don't yeah. compare yourself to others and just stay within your, your bounds of, you know, competing with yourself. Yeah. The thing is, is don't compare yourself to others. Yeah. I think that is the biggest one yeah people will get you'll you'll yeah. you'll give yourself a heart attack if you care about what the other guy's doing every month right yeah you really will you'll make yourself sick yeah it's not worth it no it's not you just gotta stay within yourself and yeah if you're looking at all these other agents that are doing great and it looks like they're living the life who cares yeah who cares you know and just keep working hard and remember it's it's a highlight reel that's what it is it is a highlight reel. <laughs> right because if you look at their numbers at the end of the year yeah. It could be nowhere near what you think yeah. they look like they're doing. And let it be, you know, motivation. They're working hard for it too behind the scenes. So Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So Adam, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thank you, you did for awesome. Having me. You this did a great fun. job. I appreciate it. 
Um, I'm sure I'll have you back on next time. I think I'm going to bring you and Tori at the same time. Oh, that'd be cool. And we'll have some fun, um, <laughs> you know, and see and check in on these guys maybe uh, halfway through the spring market, you know, Perfect. and see what's going on. Absolutely, and, uh, we'd love to. And uh, we keep rolling, and uh, we will see you guys next week. I appreciate everybody tuning in every week as we get some of these uh, nuggets here that we try to throw out for you guys to see, you know, as we go into this spring market and, and hopefully a, a really good year. Uh, I, I see positive signs already in January and February with a lot of people coming out, yeah. right, out of the woodwork, people coming off the fence. So don't get discouraged out there. Keep going. And if you're a buyer, don't get discouraged. If you can't get the house that you want right away, right. you got an experienced guy like this who's fighting with you for the front line. Mm-hmm. And try to get that that, that offer uh, one, and uh, and it can happen. So uh, so have a great week, and uh, I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.